Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Hey everybody, welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina Reppa and do I have a treat for you? I am going to do a recap of the Pittsburgh Marathon that I finally ran last weekend on Sunday. I have been training for that race since July of last year. And slowly but surely wanted to see if I could use my three-day-a-week plans to get me all the way to 26.2 miles. If you've listened to me before, you know that I have done several marathons in the past, and including ultra-marathons, which is anything above 26.2, with my longest distance being 50 miles. I share that because these were the goals that I used to have. I had these goals years ago, 10 years ago, approximately. And all of this was before I had kids. And so this journey was very different for me because my goal had much less to do with time, finish times, and had so much more to do with the time it would take to fit training into getting all the way to 26.2 miles because it is no small task. You have a lot of long runs to do on the weekends and lots of miles to cover. You have to work your way all the way up to 20 miles of training runs before you are able to do or ready to do the marathon. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't a challenge as to whether or not I would be able to run 20 miles or 26 miles. I've done it before. I know my body can do it. Even though I'm much older now, I knew that in some way, shape or form, I could do that. What I did not know is if I could do that while also still having some sort of balance as a full-time working mom and wife and someone who's just starting a new running program. So the challenge was, can I make this happen sticking to a very manageable three days a week of training? And so I did, I never exceeded three days a week from the very beginning. When I started, I jumped into a 5k training plan with my very first team, my soulmates OG. And since then, we just kept going and I just kept saying, okay, I got to a 10K. I wonder if this three-day week plan process can get me to uh, a half marathon. I wonder if it can get me to, I don't know, 15 miles all the way up to 20-mile training runs and then completing the marathon last Sunday. So it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal, but it was so different than any other of the long distance races that I've done before. I was always worried about time. I was always worried about improving my time when I trained before kids, before this stage of my life, before being 38 years old. And this time it was all about, can I go the distance? Can I finish this 
running the majority of the race. I knew I would have to stop to take walk breaks to eat. I knew I would have to stop to refill my um, my water pack, my Camelback, whatever it is, the Nathan, um, the Nathan water bag that I wore on my back. I'll think of the name in a second. But I knew all of those things were going to happen. So I wanted to try to run as much of it as I could without stopping. Um, and so that was my goal. And I would say it was a success. And the coolest part about this whole process and something I've never done before at marathon level, at marathon distance was this time, my husband, Mike, joined me in training for this marathon. So for him, it had been many, 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 many years since he had done a half marathon. But not just that, he started from absolutely ground zero last July when he started training for a 5K. Absolute ground zero. Absolute ground zero. Sitting at a desk the majority of the day and getting like, I don't know, 1,000 steps a day. When he started, if he was lucky, to jumping into the 5K training, still sticking to three days a week, and then wanted to continue on the journey with me. You know, I was always waiting for to get to a point when Mike would say, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm done. He never wanted to do a marathon before. He loves running shorter distances, but he says, I quote unquote, ruined running for him whenever I introduced the idea of going farther and farther and farther. He was just not interested. It was a huge commitment. So um, this was a first for me, and he just wanted to keep going. So it was so cool to go on this journey with him this time around. And it kind of changed things as well. So um, for those of you who are watching this, you already know where I'm going with this. For those of you who are just listening to the podcast, I have a special guest joining me today. None other than the Mike Rappa. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's a hydration pack. A hydration pack. And it was 1,200 steps a day, not 1,000. 1,200 steps. Okay, sorry. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> I said to him, I've been wanting to do this marathon recap. I've been talking about it for days. I want to do it while it's fresh in my mind. And he said to me today, you need to get that, the recap done. Like you need to get that marathon podcast recorded. And I said, do you want to do it with me? And he kind of looked at me for a minute and he looked at me for a minute and kind of rolled his eyes and he said, sure. And so I was all like, okay, as soon as the kids go to sleep, let's get on zoom it was he was so excited um so here we are we just got the kids i feel like i'm out on the night in the town it's quarter till nine i'm drinking a a, a caffeinated pop i don't know what's going on it's party <laughs> well it is a party and the, the funniest part was we were sitting at dinner after he had agreed to do the podcast recording with me and he said listen I don't want any of this you telling me what to say and what not to say. You're not going to be happy with my interview today. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he was like, well, tell him what you said. I'm, I guess this is the disclaimer. Uh, I'm a, a technical oriented brain and sometimes she doesn't like my answers. For instance, I uh, give paragraph sentences to third and fourth graders. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> So in summary, he says to me, listen, I'm boring and I give long-winded answers, okay? And you're just going to have to be okay with that. That's what he told me. And I said, well, you know, whenever you're answering, he said, Tina, I said, okay, let's just talk and you can answer however you want. So 
I mean, he really is. He's so smart. He's so this, smart. Oh my! It, this, well, this he, will be this will be a good test for you and your interviewing abilities. <laughs> like, what are what are you grading me on? It like, what what's my goal here? I, I'm not sure. I'll find out at the end. You know, if I can, <laughs> if I can, what like drag it out of you or? Uh, yeah, if you keep, if you can keep me interesting. If I can keep you interesting, <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> but he's not lying about the part about. You know, being interesting. <laughs> no, you're very interesting. He he just it is funny, and the, this whole conversation right now very off topic of what where we're going to go with this. But all of this started because when I was a classroom teacher, I'm currently a school counselor. But when I was a classroom teacher, I taught fourth grade, and I had I taught math and science and social studies. And he came in. He <laughs> this is interesting. He used to breed snakes. That's interesting. Thank you. Yeah. So he brought them <laughs> He brought them in to my classes because we were studying reptiles and I said bring the snakes and you can do a lesson with these kids. They're, you know, about 9 and 10 years old and I said you can teach the lesson. It'll be so fun. And the kids would ask him questions and you know, he would answer them with, you know, well, that's a complicated question. And generally speaking, the way that I, and it just kind of would go off of there, and I'm like, Mike, they're nine. <laughs> <laughs> they got brains. So, they do. And they, and they actually absolutely loved it. It's just really funny. That's where this all came from. So Mike Rappa, you guys, very interesting. Super excited to talk about this marathon. He's very much a realist. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. So what you see what you, is what you get with him, 100%. I had to get used to that in the beginning. You know, beginning decade, like beginning when we were. I mean, yeah, it took it took about ten years to get used to it. That is, that's not a lie. That's not a lie. He's just he's a he's a realist. All right. So okay, so let's do this. Let's talk about be, let's before we talk, but before we break down the actual marathon, why don't you just give us an overview of kind of how and why you got into this this time around because it had been years since you were running doing anything it, it really working out at all but definitely running it had been years so why did you decide in July to take the plunge uh Cameron probably um I, she was doing it I had to do it because <laughs> we're, we're uh we're the original soulmates um I saw her doing it and she was happy and I knew I wanted to do something. I hurt my knee and um, it was a good excuse to help you and help myself at the same time. I We do have to get you and Cameron on here. That would be so funny. When he talks about them being the OG, like Cameron's my baby sister and she and Mike have always had a similar view of running, kind of like, I wish I loved it. I hate that Tina loves it so much. She's so annoying, but let's go for a run with her. And so they would run with me. We have many stories to tell and we'll have to do it in a podcast, but they would go with me and just be so annoyed with how much I enjoyed running. And they would be like bumping into each other. Like at one point she was like, I feel like I tasted blood because I was breathing so heavy. And they just laughed the whole time. And so when Cameron started this journey, 
my sister, she was in a similar place as Mike and she felt so good from starting this. And he's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, I'm, I'm guessing, right? Because you knew how much you both quote unquote hated it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I had the general gist of, you, all right, you start working out, you just, you're going to feel good about some things. And, and I saw that in her and then a little bit extra. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's give this a go. And, um, you know, I, I was helping the, the, the process out in the beginning of you starting your running business. So, uh, you know, it was a good, good excuse as a, as a husband to do that. And then selfishly, I wanted to get off my lazy butt because I would, <laughs> you know, sit there on my, in my chair for no joke. It was a good day at work if I got under, you know, 12, 1300 steps and, um, needed to change that it hurt my knee it was always and always hurting my back was always hurting so and your blood pressure and my blood pressure is just ridiculous so it's sit around don't move drink 24 pops a day <laughs> <laughs> and uh um slowly uh lose all my hair from stress uh, from my job and uh it was just not a good recipe for a long prosperous life <laughs> Happy, healthy life. Yes, not not. I was not running my happy life. You were not run, running, your, but now you are. Mm-hmm. Now you are, and what's crazy is that you really have done a one eighty. He, you, love running. I do. I do. I do. Like my mind is blown. <laughs> I it, tried for years. Yeah, I. It was in, insanely annoying running with her early on so I always viewed it I, I did a lot of lifting did a lot of um, other workouts and you know at the end it was like all right I'm gonna go torture myself for 10 minutes I'm gonna go torture myself for 20 minutes or I'm going to go on a diet and I'm gonna um, not eat something all day and then I'm also gonna go torture myself at the end to burn an extra two three hundred calories it was always a negative aspect in my life always from you know, football conditioning. It's like, all right, go run, go run 15 laps. It's like, what? No, <laughs> I don't want to run 15 laps. Uh, so it was, it was always a negative aspect. And and this time, because of helping you as a husband, because of my knee injury, because of my health, uh, blood pressure, and all of that, I uh, I tried to look at it like you did. I really did. Every time I would go run, I would try to say, "Okay, just just do what she says. Do what the plan says. Not any, not a second more, not a second less. Go do it." And um, that's what I did. I did uh, ninety-five plus percent of all of the runs from uh, from start to finish, from twelve hundred steps to twenty-six point two miles. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like for you watching you over time i would say a couple of things were like exactly what you needed first of all it needed to be three days a week because at least for where we are in our lives just you know more than that becomes a burden and it becomes too stressful and then you feel like you're failing if you can't do more than you know what whatever's on the plan so i think three days a week is key but also for you and just you know, knowing who you are, like you loved getting your one week plan at a time, not seeing anything else 
and it being exactly like very specifically written out for you. So like you said, like, I'm not going to do more than this. I'm not going to do less. I'm just going to do exactly what's showing up in my email. Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously you're my, you're my wife. I live with you, but you, uh, sometimes I had to coax you and yell at you to give me my plan, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I would get an email just like any of the other runners. And that would be my list for that week. And I'd say, okay, I'm going to do it. I journaled, up until past the half marathon, I've been neglecting journaling. Um, but I, you know, I, we still go into the groups and post things, but the, the actual journal. Um, but yeah, I loved getting the, the email. I loved the three days a week. I loved all of it. It was, uh, it was all doable. Um, and, you know, we were the trendsetters doing these, these plans, and there was really maybe one little area that we had to improve it on, on the mile 12, you almost- The time I almost it, killed it, you? Yeah, the time you almost killed me. Um, <laughs> so that was that was a tough run. Um, but other than that, it was all very, very tough, but doable the entire time. And um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was perfect. I didn't almost kill you though. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that all was about. Uh, I almost died. I don't know no, if you it was did your not fault. almost die. That's very dramatic. It was tough. Like I felt worse that day than pretty much all the other uh, immediately after I felt worse. So it could have been water intake, eating, sleeping, could have been other things, but I like to say my wife almost killed me. (laughs) I know you do. You tell everybody. You you mention it all the time that I almost killed you. And so what he means is like he and I had to do the plans first just to make sure they would work for everybody. And when we got to the 12 mile run, he was he was looking pretty rough when we finished. And so we changed up the plans for the next group of people so that that didn't happen for them. And so he, you know, made sure that they thanked him for almost losing his life. Very dramatic. But um, so I, you know, like you said, from office chair to 26.2 miles. So, you know, the marathon training itself, especially those long runs, it wasn't, it was never for me about the, can I do the miles? I don't know if you feel the same way. Like on the weekends, were you concerned about, can I do the miles or for, were you also? There were, when we started getting up higher later on, but it wasn't until very far along into it. Um, I think it was maybe, you know, the 18 miler and the 20 miler but even still, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, <laughs> the, the the miles were of no consequence. I I did not I, I did not fret over that. It was uh, more of the time commitment. And early on, we did a lot of stroller training. We oh. did a lot of back and forth, you know, uh. which which was interesting and cool because it kind of gave us, you know, it was the middle of winter. There's storms. Jocelyn's riding her bike at certain times, but it gave us purpose and a job. Um, yes, yes, you're which, right. Which, you know, we could pass it back and forth to each other. Like, all right, this mile, me, next mile, you. So it, And just it, to clarify like, what you're talking about, you mean like, so, you know, we had to train with the stroller and Jocelyn would be on her bike, but sometimes she'd also have to be in the stroller because we were going very far. And so you're talking about the job of pushing, actively pushing the stroller. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, your your mind is not just on the miles and what you're doing. I mean, as parents, 
you can pretty much do anything for your your kids so if you kind of tap into that even the, the tiniest percent you're, you're going to be able to do some cool things um you know for instance that one crazy run where we went dropped the kids off um all the way up a long road general booth around here and uh, we ran all the way home oh, what was it seven eight miles something like nine. that nine miles all the way home just to get a snack and then turn around and have to run away from home but the idea of all right i'm going back to my kids was you know made it much easier it's like all right we got to go get our kids sort yeah. of thing it was just like picking them up and this all really kind of summarizes this training plan and kind of how i talked about this being so different because all of this had to happen it was kind of an unknown from weekend to weekend how we were going to do it. We either had to, you know, take the kids in the stroller, the one on the bike, we'd have to run circles around the park, a big park, but still it took like four, three or four laps to make one mile um, while they played. We've had to get babysitters. Sometimes our babysitters weren't in town. So it's been, we've had to be very creative. And then sometimes we would run separately, which is fine, not preferred. I know Mike really hated running by himself but i did make him do it numerous times because if you run with us you know that the minute you tell me i can't do it i can't do this i say go do it um so i mean if you want to talk about though how awesome it is to run with me it's it's, it's amazing you, you don't <laughs> you, you just light up my life <laughs> the runs are they i blink and they go by i mean 26.2 miles and right five and a half hours was was uh bliss yeah it was not yeah it was not we actually did pretty well i, I mean early on we we had the kids a lot we we pushed so Early on, before this training. this before this training, before this bout of training, I would run with Tina and I would hate it. I, I, I couldn't stand it. She was so happy. Her, her smile was from ear to ear. It was so unbelievably annoying. We'd She'd say, let's go three, and we'd end up at four and a half. And she'd, we were out with Cameron and myself, and Cameron's dying, literally dying. And I'm... Tina knows. I'm telling her. All right, she's got. She's gonna be dead here soon, and we're we're at like mile point five, and Tina's like, okay, you know, we're gonna turn around. We're gonna run one mile out, run one mile back. That was that was the plan. Tina knows she's dying, and at the mile marker to turn around, Tina's like, let's go for another mile, and she, yeah, she, <laughs> she almost killed me. She almost killed Cameron. She almost killed Joetta, and she's our. She's our hashtag running coach, Dean Rep Running. You are so dramatic. You're no. so dramatic. So, Honestly. anyways, yes, running with you this time around because of my new uh, outlook on on running was was uh, was great actually. Other than you yeah, jarring right? me and saying that I'm annoying with all my noises and no, I mean sometimes, but I think that's normal for anybody. Like, you know, when we run together and your your water bottle shakes so much. The water in it shakes so much. Water, water shakes. <laughs> not, mine does not shake. I don't know. I feel like you're, I don't know. I don't even know how you make it shake so much. But just the sound of the water bottle shaking. Taylor Swift. Just shake it up. <laughs> but, okay. So, anyone's going to get on each other's nerves, though, running that long together. Yeah, sure yeah. I mean, we we too. had. 
the the nice thing about us is that you know we can go with comfortable and uncomfortable silence for long periods of time. (laughs) (laughs) Or I I can talk over and over and over again, and you can just say nothing back to me because that happens a lot too. Yeah, there's that. So we we figured it all out. I think. Yeah, you just yeah. Yeah. Was it Easter? We just ran you know a good fifteen yards. I ran behind you. Oh yeah, we got in a fight. Yeah. We were so cranky about that run. And mm-hmm. that's so normal, too. And I think I talked about that in our, our lives with our group, with our team. I said, we were so cranky. And I took a picture of you running far behind me. And I, yeah, we didn't want to run near each other because we were just annoyed. But we've done that a couple of times and on, through all of our training. And by the time we get home, though, we like each other again. Yeah, it has a stretch. It's, it's. <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> We tolerate each other. No, yes, yes. Any any run that we go on, we come back uh, better, stronger, happier human beings. And that is 100% correct. That's true. true. Yes. And sometimes we're just cranky because we don't feel like running and we're just mad about it. So we, you know, we fuss at each other. But not always. I mean, we get really excited about when we get a babysitter, honestly, and get to go for a long run and not have to worry about things. Like, that's, that's pretty cool that we can enjoy that. We laugh a lot too. We mm-hmm. laughed a lot about the fact that when we ran our 20 miler in Charlottesville and we had so many hills, so many intersections, we had to worry about where we were going. And then I was getting nauseous, which I do often, obviously in long runs, but we would stop and eat. Like anytime something was going wrong, we would stop, stop and eat. Like it was gonna fix everything. Well, that was our go-to, it worked. I so, guess it yeah, stop. We laughed hysterically because it felt like every minute we were. Yeah, anytime that we had any question or there was a <laughs> doubt in our head, we would eat what was ever in our little hydration packs. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, oh my gosh, I'm getting tired. We should probably eat. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm getting nauseous. Oh, we my ankle hurts. Eat. You should probably eat. <laughs> that was, we laughed so hard we cried. That was really funny. Um, <laughs> Okay, so let's go, let's do it. Let's go and let's dive into the day of the marathon because I just want to do a recap and I think it's going to be so helpful to have you here to help me remember this because it it was five and a half hours. Five and a half hours. It's a long um, day. It's a day's work. It was a long day and it was in Pittsburgh and from the get-go, we were in a corral. We We actually wanted to go to a different corral just because we wanted to start sooner, but they had like, bodyguards at the mm-hmm. at the corral yeah, and bouncers there <laughs> i was about ready to get some white out and change my d to a to a b but that yeah. doesn't that doesn't work no so we had we got bounced out of there we so we had to go back to the corral which was fine it just meant we had to start about 30 minutes later um and then we were at the start line which is like the hypest part of the whole day like so hyped up everybody around you there's music everybody's just like pumped up meanwhile it started raining it started raining at the start line. We thoroughly enjoy running in the rain. Would you agree? You do too? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I enjoy. I, I, I don't know about my very first marathon, but yes, um, I I don't mind it what, at all. Not a, a good rain run. Not an issue. I love rain runs. Okay, so we're standing there and it's raining. Not a, not a big deal. Um, but then the power goes out. 
right before a corral gets released to start the race, the power goes out. Yeah, the guy's it, talking over the microphone. He's like, <laughs> and it's, and we're, we're all looking around. And then, no. we, and then we see the inflatable start line go, go down. Uh-uh-uh. And the whole crowd goes, <laughs> That's also not a very good way to get yourself. <laughs> yeah. Here I am worried. I'm stressed. I'm shaking. I got to go bathroom. There's people all hyped up in front of me. I want to kick them in the legs. <laughs> and, and honestly, Why we should mention out, that. people. You were so cranky for the three I, I days was. before yes. the... there we we did a, a, a trip into Pittsburgh and uh, it was uh, like a slow. It was I don't want to say miserable, but it was torture. No, we had no. So much it was, fun. Uh, we did have fun, but it was torture just to know that it was you know that impending doom sort of it thing. is not impending like, you're killing me <laughs> i was super excited for the race but it was like just come on just start already sort of you thing. were nervous like, yes i was nervous it was two days of nerve it nerves like all right i'm supposed to be coming into this city and then running i'm not supposed to be coming into the city and oh i gotta cut loose and oh, let's go party and let's go get a milkshake you're being dramatic again <laughs> you're talking about going to get a milkshake at well, like 7 I have o'clock to be on my best behavior always or um i'll be mean to people oh my gosh so okay so before we have these amazing runners listening to this podcast and hearing about your impending doom of this marathon <laughs> and how it was torture going for three days and you were miserable like none of that's true you had a lot of fun we got to go to some coffee shops we walked around the city we got to get milkshakes we had great food but there was always a part of you that was yes, nervous impending uncertainty uncertainty yes your uncertainty is, was is, is getting that what to I'm you. allowed to say, Christine? You can say whatever you want, but I want to <laughs> clarify for everybody that it wasn't misery and you weren't miserable. But I know you, and I could see it on your face that there was just this like, oh gosh, what's coming? Oh yeah, gosh, I get like, stressed. My back starts to hurt. Just everything starts to go downhill, and then it, I make it worse because I'm like, oh god, I, you know, my back's starting to hurt. I'm gonna have back spasms now, and I'm not gonna be able to run the marathon and. <laughs> So I'm a I'm a tiny bit of a catastrophizer, and um, I would classify as impending doom in my head. <laughs> but I don't think that that's abnormal either. For somebody's very first marathon, 26 miles is nothing to what scoff at. I yeah. Don't know word. Yeah. I mean, we we did 20 miles, and then I'm like, all right, well, where where the heck is the last 6.2 going to come out of? Like, it's going to pull them out of where? Yeah. Um, so that was that that's and I you know I always knew I remember you telling me that years and years and years ago before this last little this last round of training that you know, look the, the training plans only go up to 20 I'm like what what are you guys crazy you're supposed to run 26 you're supposed to run like 40 just so you know you can run 26 that day <laughs> uh, so you guys could be happy I'm not your coach um, so I was, I was, I knew, I trusted in the, the process, but you always have that doubt. Just like yeah. the runners is the same concept of the, you know, we have our 5k runners and some of them, you know, at the end of the training, they're not at the 3.1 miles and they're freaking out that they're not going to be able to do it. But based on our data that we've collected over the past almost year, 
What do we know about that? Lots of data, lots of, uh, um, I'm like, we're like beautiful mind. We're going through all of the data, parsing through it. And right. And tirelessly, that's a bunch of BS. Just right. Get out there and run. Trust the plan. And it, and it works. It works. And somehow, and now we are also proof of that because it, we just did it. We cracked the code where you can <laughs> quit more than you do not quit. You can quit four days a week and not quit three days a week. Like, what? And still succeed. And still succeed. What? Actually, and really succeed. Like, I can't believe the gains we've made. Honest to God. Yeah, I, had three Even... milk, I had three milkshakes that, that marathon trip. <laughs> three of them. I just... I, anyway, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We have, fig I honestly am, I'm really, I was thinking about it today. We're taking these two weeks off and I know I keep taking, going off of the whole marathon topic, but we're taking these two weeks off for, um, mandatory rest weeks. And I'm very excited about getting into whatever we're going to aim for when we get back to this. And I just keep thinking, I'm so not overwhelmed by any of it because it's three days. Any more than that, I would kind of be like, uh, I don't know if I'm ready. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready. But the fact that, like you said, there are four days a week when I can do nothing if I want and I'm still going to succeed. That's pretty awesome. So um, just as far as the longevity of things, you know, like everybody goes, you know, all out when they first start something for the first couple of weeks, but being able to sustain it over a period of time like that's where it's at is you know set yourself up for success but anyway let's get back to our start line everything's deflating the um this the electricity goes out and the power goes out and then there we are and it's like Wow and then do you want to take it from there I, I just emotional swings I, the day before like you're thinking oh there's going to be a bunch of uh lightning strikes and they're going to cancel the marathon then you find we finally get there and this start line's literally i mean it's not <laughs> a, like this is you can't make this stuff up it's staring at me right in the face and it's just collapsing in front of me it's like all right if there's not you know this is some this sort isn't of sign. a sign from the universe right like mike well you're gonna go die like <laughs> this is what's gonna happen the, the universe is trying to save you this is your last obi-wan and this is your last hope so if then it was either uh, a good sign from the heavens that the the power came back on and it, and it inflated and everybody cheered hurrah it was amazing yeah and, yeah and then 30 seconds later it started and, again. Again and everybody went oh like what the heck is going on this just and everybody was just screaming at that moment and then immediately the, the it started to kick back on and they didn't even start the music back up, didn't even get on the microphone. They just blared the horn. They got, and everybody just started going. Yep. And that was the start. That was, the, that was it. That was it. It was, yeah, it was very awkward, but it's okay. It's okay. So we got past the start line and then we were good. I mean, it started, I would say the way I had described it, like the first seven miles were fantastic. Yeah. It felt the first so four, good. Like I, I, I blinked and they were, they were done. I remember uh, this this one guy. He he goes by his Mal one point something, and he's like, "Man, I feel great." <laughs> <We're just> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better feel great. But yeah, I hope so, buddy. Yeah, like, and when we started, we were with half marathoners and marathoners. There, mm -hmm. so there there were all of us mixed together. There were but... relayers. They had relays. Yeah. There were marathoners, half marathoners, um, and then we got to meet another race. The, called the back half where they were running 
so it was it was interesting but yeah the first four or five miles were just uh you know i remember seeing the four the mile four marker and being like what, what? yeah like, this is a piece of cake in the bag in the bag i only have what at that point we had 22 left yeah <laughs> you can't well, think about that stuff though you can't you cannot you're uh -uh. absolutely right no i i all i did the only thing that the goals that i had were my uh headphones and my banana mm -hmm. <laughs> and i said at mile 13 i'm eating my banana and um then i i, I pushed that up i i was eating enough of a, a bunch of other things which i'm sure we'll talk about but um then i pushed that out to mile 20 i'm like all right headphones banana mile 20 yeah. and um that was you know you always kind of keep that carrot on the stick um, and we've told our runners to do that with yeah. uh, with music. Like, all right, don't lace up your shoes, especially you start getting up in miles. Lace up your shoes and put your headphones on. I mean, you could do that. Uh, some people do, can, um, but it's always nice to give yourself a little um, a little reward. Like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to work for a little bit, and then I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a nugget of um, reward here with a and I headphones. I don't feel like it as much as a reward for me I think of it as like a when I when things start to go bad like I have a safety net yeah like it's gonna give me a little bit more of something and and the headphones is a big one for me too like I want to wait as long as I can and then it's gonna give me a boost regardless and so if I can put it off and put it off until a certain distance and I'm like oh okay but I still have my headphones and that's gonna give me a, a boost yeah so. yeah I mean we got the, the caffeinated shot blocks we got um, I had the banana, I had the, the 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 headphones, but yeah, it's not so much reward, but you know, segments just breaking up, just twenty six point two miles. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it, it is up insane. Chunks. You never told me about the thirteen miles miles though with the banana. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, all right, the half ma half mark. I'm gonna you know celebrate and eat me a banana. I did not. I mean, we didn't though. Like, why didn't uh -uh. we do that? And maybe I wouldn't have. Why well, I, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that would have been a good plan. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. It's being recorded. Did y'all hear that? Did everybody hear that? Somebody write it down because this is the first time he uttered those words. Yeah. I, I felt like absolute dog doo-doo immediately after. So we, 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 well, not immediately after, we stopped, felt pretty good. I mean, I was, you know, we were kind of a little bit out of it, um, and, but when we went back to the hotel and took, fell asleep and just kind of stopped, and then I woke up and oh my goodness, I said to you, I don't think, and this is, you know, I don't just say words, words, words matter. I don't think I can feel any worse than I do right this second. Like everything hurt on my body. Uh, specifically, That's dramatic too, though. Let's be, you uh, have felt worse than that before. No, as far as physical hurt like so there's two two sides of things where after a run i felt like not ready for it prepared for it sort of thing where like you know my body was just ex completely and totally exhausted this one i had that level of exhaustion but my my muscles my knees my quads my my calves my tops of my feet they all hurt and were all sore and immediately, like I'm like, whoa, this is this was fun, but it was pretty much it was just of it was that were the hills, so it was just a constant. I think that just went after my muscles. So, 
you're you're looking at me. If you guys can't see that she's looking at me, you're just gonna critique what I'm saying. No, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> thinking like, why are you ever even gonna do this again? Because yeah. well, that's that's the joke, right? Because you I beat mean, yourself it is kind up. Of the joke. I mean, how many interviews but, have we listened to of runners where they're like, I've never you know, how long? after one of these races that you do that to yourself that you're like all right when am i doing that again because yeah, I, the next day i felt in much much better i started to understand what i accomplished and was proud of it and then the next day i mean i feel i feel great now um but yeah it was it was it was a bit much and i think it was you know we went back and immediately just stopped and you know got into and took a nap and you know, everything kind of We didn't take up. a nap, but you took a nap. But you take a nap everywhere. It's not just the marathon that did that to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I'm mean, justified to take a nap. <laughs> that was like your fourth nap of the weekend. Well, the other ones were stress naps. Oh, okay. But I mean, I don't think it's fair to say like I ran a marathon and I had to go take a nap right after. I don't think that's a fair assessment. I just want to clarify so everyone knows like napping is like... I'm good at it. You are very good at it. Like you can drop a nap like it's hot like at any point in time yeah. yeah can you yeah no exactly i can't i like i'm baffled by how quickly you can fall asleep and where you can fall asleep it's it's, it's mind-boggling so um but of course so then we run a marathon and you know you're gonna have to nap after that and i'm just still like trying to process what you just said when you said next time because i don't even know i told you that day i said hey can i tell you something and you're like, yeah, I said, what did I say? I don't think I want to do another marathon. Yeah, like ever, yeah. ever. That was the same day. That's ever's a long time. Right, I don't mean it. I already take it back. I want yeah. to do another one, I do. And <laughs> I, I want to do some half marathons, of course, but those don't seem as overwhelming. It, the training with, with balancing the kids, that's the hardest part. But I, I already, and I talk about this all the time, is I already, want to see if I can do it and feel better. I'm not like, I mean, part of me says I want to see if I can do it faster, but not because I want a certain time, but because I want to try to do it with less time on feet. I want to mm -hmm. try to see if I can condense the amount of time that I'm out there to try to make it feel better. But I want to know what I could do to make that feel better. I'm already thinking that and it blows my mind. I don't, I don't know when it will be, but that is the first time that it slipped out of your mouth. You said next time, I'm just, I'm yeah, I mean, I don't see us not running another one. I'm not interested in doing it anytime soon. I, I don't want to train with the kids um, on the on the weekends like like we did. No, um, not that it I, was horrible. I mean, no. it was nice that uh -huh. we would we actually made it a point to get babysitters and and yeah. do some things. But yeah, and I'll honestly, never exceeded like three hours. Yeah, um, but I I'm I'm ready for a ready for a little break from yeah. from that and. You know, hitting the old pocketbook, getting all these babies. <laughs> oh my! Oh my gosh! You're you're crazy. You're ridiculous. Um, I can get no, milkshakes. I can get a lot of milkshakes with, with that. Well, that's a lot. We did have a lot of milkshakes in Pittsburgh. Milkshake Factory. If you've been there, if not, you need to go. Um, so, okay, I'm with you. I definitely want to do some shorter distances. I want to spend less time going farther and working a little bit more on strength and speed. Um, but let's go back to all the fun that we had at the marathon. And I do think I had a, I had a great time. I think, you know, 
so we got to mile seven. I felt amazing. Mile seven for us has always been like a turning point. Like there's always been when we hit mile seven, no matter what the distance, it's always like, whew, like what, you know, I guess that's when we start eating because it's like, you know, starting to hurt a little bit. We got to stop and stretch and those kinds of things. So I expected that it's a little scarier when you're at mile seven and you know, you have 19 more miles to go versus, you know, 10 more miles, whatever it is. And so that was a little scary. Um, I knew my dad was at mile nine. And so that was motivation for me. I said, okay, well, at mile nine, I'm going to see my dad. And I, Mike and I don't live around Pittsburgh. We grew up there. We currently live in Virginia beach. So we're like seven and a half hours away from our family who lives in Pennsylvania. I haven't seen my dad since Christmas. So this is, you know, what, five months later, four months later, I haven't seen him and he was going to be at mile nine. He had called me that morning. And I was just so excited to see him. And um, I looked for him for all of my, since mile eight and a half to until we got just after mile nine, I was just, you know, watching for him. So that helped it to fly by. And of course, when I saw him, my dad has not missed, you no, know, I'm not going to say he hasn't missed a race, but if he's been at a race, this man works very hard to get, to get around that race. So he's going to see you numerous times throughout the day so he can cheer with you you know he brings his cowbell and he stands there and he's you know cheering the whole time and so when i saw him i just started crying and it was so exciting and and because our goals are different we stopped like we stopped we talked to him i hugged him you know told him i loved him and thanked him for coming i just i was so emotional seeing him you know well you didn't just stop and do that we we, we were kind of you know said hi a little bit of a hug and then you actually we started running away and then you're like oh, we didn't get a video or a picture or anything so we had to turn around yeah and so that you know like you said the goals are different i i mean i wasn't worried one one second no i remember just, i said to it was you nice i said can can we please go back i didn't get a picture with my dad i didn't get a video and like when this is all said and done like that's going to be the stuff that matters Mm -hmm. And you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we literally ran back. I don't know if it was, it, I don't know. It ended up being, I don't know, maybe like 0.1 at least, um, maybe 0.2 by the time we went there and back. But we ran back to see him and I got a video of, you know, getting a picture with him and, and seeing him. And that was so uplifting. And it made me, I felt so good from that and thought like, okay, okay, we're going to do this. And you felt pretty good then too. Yeah, so I feel like around that moment, this this seven to nine mark, our bodies stopped being in shock from all these damn hills. Uh, like I feel, I honestly, I feel like they just kind of got used to it. It was just like, all right, that this is what today is going to be. It's going to be hills because we, I mean, it's not that we have not run in hills. It's not like we haven't run tough runs all year round. Any of you runners out there think we don't? We do. We all just run around in flat Virginia Beach. We did. We peaked at uh, 20 miles in uh, Charlottesville. So we've done numerous runs in Pennsylvania. But it's not like a common occurrence to go out there and do these. Do I mean, it was nothing but inclines in the beginning. Yes. Nothing, nothing but. I mean, it was like, all right, well, when's, when's this stopping? And that'd be, a, you know... A tiny, uh, you know, a hill, and then there'd be a tiny bit of flat area up to another hill, and it's like, all right. But anyways, yes, around nine, seven to nine, I feel like our body said, okay, let's rock and roll. We had a little reprieve from your dad, and then off we go after nine. Yeah, and I, I remember, you know, we got to thirteen, and I still felt okay. I'm like, 
you know, there was a, a turnoff at a mile 13 where the, the half marathoners broke off and went one way and we went the other way. And we had joked like, oh, this will be, this could be the time that we turn off. But really, I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling Yeah, it didn't cross like, my mind at all. I felt like, yeah. uh, I felt bad at AF. You know, I was like, ah, look, these guys are going over there. I'm going over here. I'm going to go oh, out to Shady like a, like a bad ass. Yeah. Well, I okay, don't know. Are we allowed to, I don't know, is this PG? I mean... <laughs> I think we're fine. I don't think there are any children listening to us. Hopefully no one's listening in the car. Sorry if you are. But yeah, I felt not that not to poo poo the half, but you know, it's we were we were going one way. And um it was pretty cool. I felt cool about that. Yeah. That, that I rode that till about now seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it started getting tough. I started getting nauseous. I got started getting nauseous at my probably at mile 13 and it just would not leave me. It's just, feel, I have to work on feeling. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. I have to work on figuring out what works best for me, but it was very hard because you have to, you know, when you start getting nauseous, force yourself to eat. So yeah, I didn't, you know, we've been training the entire time doing these long runs, but that was ridiculous. The amount of fluids that I took in that day. And I was, yeah. I was a little, cause on, I think it was our 18 miler. I uh, cramped up something fierce, and it was like right we were at mile seventeen or something like that. And I I never stop you, I ever. You know, I was never in the sense of being worried about anything. Being you know, in our long runs, and I stopped you, and I'm like, uh, my quad was getting ready to just seize up. I was, and I had a couple of. Uh, Are you talking about during the race? No, no, no. Sorry, in, in our training run. So I. So preface this, this was a training run at mile 18. I almost, cram oh, I cramped gotcha. up. Remember that, that yes, time? And yes, I, I cramped yes, yes, up. Yes. Anyways, I had that in my head. I'm like, okay, Mike, like you sweat so damn much. It's kind of freakish how much you sweat. Like you have to drink a ridiculous amount. So I was made at a point and you always you know, told me throughout the race and I'm drinking. I went off the deep end and they had this noon stuff there, the electrolyte stuff. And I'm like, all right, every, anytime they had that, I'm, I'm drinking it. I said, I need electrolytes because um, I don't want to be on these hills and then have that moment where I'm like my quad start just, just shooting my legs out and I don't have any control over them. Because that, that has hap happened to me in the past, not for running, but other, other sports. So anyways, yeah, I, I, uh, 17 18 i'm just amazed at how much we had to ingest that day i think i think the grand total is probably about three over three liters oh. and we ate so many of those shot blocks yeah which we were accustomed to right. um and a banana chips tortilla chips <laughs> yeah which those were like those the were, savior oh my gosh they were so helpful and they were old tortilla chips like stuck in the hydration they, pack from, from the a last long runs freezer, ago yeah, from the last run they were and, and you pulled them out at i don't even know it was at mile 21 and i was like okay i'll try that i was so nauseous i was drinking water just so i like the the feeling of throwing up would go away and, and that's something that i struggle with in the past too and so yeah guys I mean, run, run a, a marathon <laughs> I know. I feel like no, I do want to talk is, about how great it was. Too, this is but, awesome. Like the, I mean, that stuff to me. Like you're testing yourself. You're 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 going out and understanding your body's limits, and 100%. that's that's what it's about. Like who wants to? Nobody is happy 
coasting. Nobody. Don't fool right. yourself, people. Right. You're not. You're not. So push yourself. Pick a goal and, and go do it. Right. And don't make excuses. And honestly, like the more adversity you overcome in that process, like the more you learn and, and I don't know, the cooler the experience is, honestly, especially because, you know, when you think of it like a puzzle, like how am I going to solve this? And that's how I, I think that's how I've always thought of it is, you know, what can I do? What can I change? How can I make this even better? And it's, it's really fun to think about. I have control over so many things. I have control over my training. I have control over what I ingest. I have control over when I ingest it. And to, to just think of it like a puzzle. But um, I do want to talk about when we were going up mile, I think it was mile 14, we came around, we had split off from the half marathoners and they had gone one way, we went the other. And we heard this um, gentleman who was with a pace group that was always somewhere near us. He was talking about how he lives in the area of Pittsburgh and he runs this route all the time. And I, you know, I was like, you know, Mike, I'm going to listen to him. And he was talking about, we were going on, we were on a downhill at the point at that point, but he was saying like, you know, talking about how to prep himself to go up the next hill, the, the next incline and not knowing really what we were getting into. We were like, okay, like, I'm just going to kind of listen to what he says. And he was right behind us and we turned the corner and this hill, I mean, it seemed like it went straight up and it seemed like it went on for at least a quarter of a mile, I would say. Would you say? I'd say longer than that. Like half a mile? No. I mean, half it's, a mile? it's yeah, over a quarter of a mile. I it mean, was like, it was far. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it could have been, might as well have been Mount Everest at that point. And we were yeah. tired. We were. <laughs> yeah. And we were both thinking, like, how are we going to get up this hill? And I, I am convinced that if we would have gone without this guy behind us, now he must have been in his late 60s, I would yeah, say. Yeah, most likely. And he's very experienced. But if we would have done this without him, we would have either tried to just run up it to get it over with and tore up our legs, or we would have walked the whole thing, which would have taken a long time. Um, but go ahead. To, I mean, tell them what. Yeah, I mean, we just, it's kind of like the, the same conversation of, all right, you have to chunk your runs with the different monotonous, you know, breakups of, you know, headphones and banana this banana that you chunk chunk sections of runs and this was no different at you know we know this now after he kind of taught us that but he just deployed a, a run walk and it was also nice just his mannerisms and how he went about communicating to people it was very much drill sergeant very much like Sir, yes, sir. I'm ready to. I'm ready to do whatever you want me to do. He's <laughs> we don't like, even know who you yeah, are, but yes, I'll listen he's, to you. Yes, he just exuded confidence, and you could just tell tell it that he's been there, done that. He's a veteran, and I'm gonna follow this guy and and do what what he has to say. And and um, we did. So he's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna run for 60 seconds, and we're gonna walk for 30. Anybody can run for 60 seconds. Anybody can get up off the couch and run for 60 seconds. Let's go. And he's like, three. Two, one, run! And we're and like, we just we're looking running. around. You look at, and we're like, I just want, almost want to salute the guy and be like, sir, yes, sir. Okay, yes, we're yes. going. Okay, yes. Anything and you say. And then he would say, like, he would say, walk. Yeah. And, and, and he was the shouting end, three, out to two, anyone one, around walk. him. Yeah, he would. He would look around, and I mean, at that point, you people are just. We're just tr we're just trudging. We're, you know, we're just trying to get to, get to the next mile. 
and uh, he can see he can see it on people's faces and he's like all right people just need some direction and uh, it helped tremendously i mean so just much. gave us a purpose you know gave us a plan that mm-hmm. we could do a doable a tough but doable plan to get up this dang hill and, it was so and that simple. hill does not like when i look back at it it doesn't like i'm not like oh my god that hill i feel like it was fine yeah 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 it wasn't a big deal yep and the hill like just to clarify or i guess to explain um the hill was so steep that they actually had hill they were called hill runners and they had people placed there i'm guessing it was they you know they were, were part of the race they wore shirts they were called hill runners and their job was to run up and down the hill and just cheer people on and motivate them to get to the top so like it was a thing it was definitely a thing so these people were you know like come on you can do it let's go and like would run beside you or walk beside you to help you get up that crazy hill so it was yeah it was that, a was, thing. that was cool that was nice yeah and i and i don't remember it i you know it was good having him and little did we know he was going to be around us for the rest of the race just because of our pace and his pace, he was near us somewhere. And he, you know, employed the walk run strategy late in the in the game too. Like mile 19, 20, he was doing walk runs and he was again shouting out to anyone around him. And if there were people who were walking, because at that point people were just exhausted and they didn't, you know, some people said, like, I'm just gonna try to walk the rest of this in. He would be like, come on, we're gonna do a walk run, like come with us. And, you know, people would would join in with him along the way. Was what really was cool. what was interesting is beside that guy was another runner. Um and they were with they were around us the pretty much the entire the entire run. And I saw him and then the the guy that we're talking about, he his calf something happened with his calf around those high miles and he had to drop off. And I saw that guy that guy that was the young younger kid that was with him and he, he kind of fell apart. Like he didn't have his coach there, he didn't have his purpose, he didn't have his plan, and it kind of kind came crumbling around him. I'm sure he finished and perfectly fine, but he didn't have that drive, that look, that purpose, you know, the 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 plan. Um, so it's you know this guy kind of saved the day in a in a lot. He of- didn't, and you know what's crazy about him? Like you remember when we were, it was we were finally heading in the downhill. It was, it must've been mile 22. And he was talking to us because he had to break off from his team because of his calf. And, um, he said, you know, I'm not trained for this marathon. He said, I'm only trained to do the half. I was only supposed to do the half today, but I'm, you know, this group needs me, this group needs me. So I'm trying to do it. I was like, what? You only trained for the half, but here you are. (laughs) He just kept going. Like how crazy he just kept going to help the people around him. It was incredible. I mean, I hope I'm doing that in my late sixties. No kidding. It was incredible. Okay. He, I mean, he ended up even giving us a push at the end and telling us our, our pace times. He was like, listen, you, anybody can run for a minute, run for a minute. And if you need to stop and walk, then stop and walk. And he said, but don't walk more than 30 seconds. After that, you're just wasting time. You can get any amount of rest that you need in 30 seconds. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, I mean, you know, when you get that tired as that we were, when you're out there for that long, you kind of don't want to listen to anybody like you're just like it's kind of in one ear out the other like okay but this guy you know he's out there he's doing it he just just commanded attention and we're like all right yes yes sir i'm gonna do whatever you have to say like i just respected him so much and thank you 
And it was just a simple, clear, concise plan, much like yours. A simple, <laughs> clear, concise plan that gives me, you know, just like the run walk with that guy, you give me three days a week for my run. And uh, uh, yes, yes, ma'am, I'll go do it. And uh, I'll get off my office chair. Yeah, and it works. Well, you know, I got to mile, I do want to mention this, I got to mile 21 and as I was kind of falling apart. I was so nauseous. It was the nausea that was killing me. And, um, you know, I just kept going. We didn't really stop because of it. We stopped to eat those chips, which did help a little bit. But I called my mom and I said, <laughs> you were like, what are you doing? I said, I'm calling my mom. And I put on my headphones and I was like, hey, mom. And she was like, are you done already? And I said, no, I'm at mile 21. And I feel terrible. I'm so nauseous. She's like, oh, honey, can't you just stop and walk for a little bit? I was like, I mean, I guess. She's like, can you, is, can, is there any way to make this easier? Can you just stop? And I was like, no, I'm not stopping, mom. Like, <laughs> this is what I came for. And she was kind of like baffled, like, what? I don't understand. You said that you're having a hard time and like waiting for me to want to be done and quit. And I'm like, mom, like, this is why I'm here. Like, I'm here to push myself and see how far I can get. And she was like, oh, honey, I just can't even imagine how that feels. Well, good luck. Call me when you're finished. <laughs> and so it, it kind of, you know, even just explaining that to her, it reminded myself, like, yeah. this is what I'm here for. Hindsight, and, you're just like, just wanted a little nudge of, yeah, all right, well, I'm, it's supposed to be hard. You know, we're about 20 something. That's ridiculously hard. Yeah. We're multiple miles past our longest training run. And this is exactly what we signed up for. We didn't. Yes. We didn't want easy. Nobody wants easy. No, I so, wanted to be. I wanted yeah. to dig like that. So thanks, Gigi. Yeah, thanks, Gigi. <laughs> and she was like, "Okay, honey, I just don't know if I can relate." <laughs> so I'm to sure, what, she was like baffled, on. like, "What in the world just happened?" <laughs> she was, and she was kind of like, "I mean, she, I remember her saying that she's like, I, I just feel like I'm not really sure I can relate to that.'" She said, "But I'm really proud of you." <laughs> And so I just couldn't talk anymore after that. I was so tired. And, you know, I was taking videos and, um, you know, I was doing Instagram stories along the way because I wanted to capture this moment. And I think I stopped from mile 14 to mile, I don't know, 20. I don't even know what it was. 17, wasn't it? Oh, maybe. Maybe yeah, 17. 17, you, you shut her off. I was done. Yeah. And, but I was, so we did have to do a little walk running in the last couple of miles, mostly jogging though. We did not, oh, like, yeah, I feel we were, like- We were going, a good we clip. Yeah, we would. We were just going. We it was a nice, da going. you know, the, the last couple of miles were a nice downhill, um, which were much needed. And yeah, uh, yeah we were we were booking, I, you know, a couple of times. It was, it was nice, you know, just training with you. And like we were, I know previously, before this last bout of training, you know, we would run together, um, and Cammy and Carrie can can attest to this. But you would, you know, train with somebody and run with somebody, and it just you just naturally be in a different level than the other person or a bad day, uh, and you'd get frustrated with that person because they'd be stronger than you, and the, that person that's stronger would be like, "It's fine, just you know, it's just kind of constant back and forth," and. It, would be a, a bad um just not a conducive run but you and i at this marathon we just went out and ran and yeah. there was maybe two or three little instances high up in the 20 mile run miles that we 
you know, I kind of, you whimpered a couple times, yeah. I whimpered a couple times, <laughs> and then we're just like, all right, you know, one time I'm like, all right, let's run to that, that rusty bridge, and, yes. and, you know, you called your mom, but it was a, a very, I, I'll say, uneventful run in the sense of, you know, we didn't have any, uh, uh, you know, setbacks. It was, yeah. it was, it was really, we were just both in tune, and we trained, and we just went out yeah. and we we rocked it yeah we didn't worry about pace which was helpful um it did storm I, I know i mentioned it was raining it did storm several times and so there was that back and forth and you know everything was soaking wet from the get-go our shoes were soaking wet our socks were soaking wet everything was soaking wet but i don't want to say that it was so much harder because i i really like it added a little bit of an extra challenge but it wasn't a huge deal maybe five minutes in my brain worrying about that run maybe like Maybe not even that long. Like it's hard to explain. I mean, we we've just been. You are you hit the nail on the head with your runners that you. We just have a different mentality, in in the group of, like we can do hard things. Like mm-hmm. and also, oh by the way, like doing something that most people don't do, and then also doing something that most people don't do, and then add on thunderstorms lightning storms oh, torrential mm-hmm. downpours multiple hills like that's that's super cool stuff so you tap into that and you kind of you know you strut around and you're like all right i'm running this marathon with waterlogged shoes yeah whip d and like, I'm, I'm fine yeah and if i get 15 blisters on my feet who, who cares i'm gonna go show everybody at the end like look yeah you know. and i would have I, t- I knew you know i I just knew like if that did happen, I was just going to stop and get some Vaseline like, you know, at the, at the stations, I was going to, you know, rub it on the blisters and keep it moving. You just like chafing when you and I went for that run and I was wearing shorts for the first time and my legs were chafing and I took a baggie of Vaseline with me and you just, you do what you had to do and you keep going. And I think the more you think about it and worry about it and stress, and if you wait for those perfect conditions, they're not coming. They don't exist. They do not exist. It's either too hot or too cold, too early, too late, too dark, too light, like whatever it is, it's never perfect. And so if you, you know, kind of like um, fixate on that and finding that like all of what's going to be so hard about the run, it's just going to be miserable. We didn't even look at the elevation. We didn't look at where we were running. We just knew we were going to go and do what we could and walk if we needed to but try to keep our pace as comfortable as possible and just go and and it saved us so much stress and anxiety and if we were to look at everything and 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 nitpick the weather and what time it would rain like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and then worst case scenario if we for some reason had to bail because the storm got so bad or whatever it is then that is what it is it is what it is um but it was overall a really great experience and I'm going to talk about this part because we're on here together and we're married and I have two thoughts in regards to training with somebody as you know I highly encourage that people especially new runners train on their own I have and I've made you do that as well go on training runs on your own because I think that running by yourself is so important and learning about yourself is so important. And if you do all of your training with somebody else and you become dependent on them and there's a part of you that feels like maybe the hard things you're doing are only because you are with somebody else or with other people and it's a false sense of, I don't wanna say security, but like you don't give yourself the credit where credit is due, that you can do hard things and you can do them on your own. So I do feel like running alone is is so important and pushing yourself is so important alone. But I will say this, 
that I feel like going through this process, going, having, you know, trained with you and, and getting the babysitter and going on the long runs and then going through this experience of the 26 miles with you for the first time, for your first time, I do feel like it's that we were connected more through this process than before. Like there was a connection and it wasn't just about like, oh, because we were spending time together because it was different. It was like, we were doing something challenging together. We were in tune with each other. We went through all of the emotions with each other. There were numerous times when I would say to you, like, or I would just hold your hand like when we were walking, like almost like, I don't know if I can do this kind of thing. And then we would, you know, you know, get back into it. But I feel like that, that was a really cool experience too. And it was your, your very first marathon. And I just feel like it was a very emotional. And I don't know, I just wanted to, you know, to mention that in this process, because I think it's a very cool if anybody gets the opportunity to, to do it with um, a significant other or. Yeah, while not required, um, it helps build some bonds for sure. I, I mean, it's like, you know, your, your teammates on a, on a team. I have bonds with our, our teammates, our runners. Yeah. Um, but growing up, you know, sports, you get bonds going through tough things, going through practices and, you know, rain and in the mud and, you know, hitting and for football and all of that. Uh, you know, you hear stories of, you know, soldiers and, um, you know, going through deployments and they get real connected, not to, you know, relate soldiers and, and going out and doing some running. Um, but, you, you know, you go through some stuff. Uh, with people and you get more more connected with it and it's uh it's been it's been fun and um would not have it any other way and don't you think you would say honestly like that we became closer from doing this together versus just spending that time together if we were doing something else or do you think Mm -hmm. that's crap no i mean I, i i i loved it like we yeah, we went and got babysitters, and like some people might say, "Oh, you're going to go out and do this," but we—that was quality time that we spent with each other. Even if we didn't say most people, most runs, we didn't say a word to each other. <laughs> no. Well, I did. We, yeah, you would talk, but I would even, talk. Even you sometimes would you wouldn't like, which was blows my mind whenever you won't talk, but. <laughs> But, oh, didn't I say that to you at the race? Uh, didn't I say stop talking to me? I don't have any energy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Late, late there in there, point. I was like, you know, we waited till twenty, which is probably a mistake for the headphones for you. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Um, and then it it just ends up being noise, um, you know, in your ear. It's just it's it's miserable. Um, I was fine with the headphones, um, but you just they they weren't oh. they weren't giving you any. Uh, relief at all? No, I was. And you nauseous. just, you know, I heard you just like kind of taking them off and taking them off, putting them on your ears, and you were like, "I'm like, I'm like, hey, hey, honey, <laughs> you can just press the button just to mute it." And you're like, you just put your finger up, and you're like, "Nope." nope. You just shook your head. I'm like, "All right." Okay, message received. I forgot like, about that. It's like that guy. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, Headphones. I let's stomp that. on them. <laughs> Yeah, we waited until 20 to put our headphones on. And by that time, you're 100% right. I was, I was nauseous. It was, I, I was struggling and there was just noise. And no matter what song I put on and I tried different stations and I tried different genres and I just like, I needed it 
like get out of my ear because you just feel like, I don't know, like nails on a chalkboard. And then I remember you, I did take it off and put it around my neck. So I didn't even want it near my ears. I was so agitated. And you were saying, Hey, you can just push the button. And I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> I do remember that. And then I think, I feel like I remember you saying something to me and I was like, I, I can't talk. I no words. I have no energy. Yeah. Something I'm like, but I can 100% relate with that. So it was, I didn't take offense to it. I no. didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't, no. I don't like talking most days. No, that's the truth. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm going to be, this, this interview here is going to be more taxing on me than that marathon. <laughs> I'm going to need, I'm going to need a nap. This is a very long interview. Nap on nap. Yeah. We probably bored a bunch of people. I know. We I lost, we lost, that. we lost, uh, viewers long time I was like, it's sad to be like are they even still here with us because we talked this was like the marathon interview yeah. like yeah they're gonna be like yeah i had to go refuel and then i skipped to the end yeah, um i don't know i don't know i think it's very interesting i think um i think your story is cool if i think your story here, is relatable. the code word is sugar puffs chat it to me and i'll send you a prize no, that's that's a complete. I'm too cheap. That's a complete total. Lie. Oh my god! You need to see if they made it through. Yeah, you're a mess. You are sugar puffs. I'm hungry. Usually, this is my eating cereal time. This is true. I mean, it is nine fifty-two now. How long is it? How long have we been recording? We're at one ten. Oh my god. Okay, so okay. let's say this. Okay, so takeaways, right? takeaways from this you have a great story about I, I that i think people can relate to as far as one having a desk job two hating running and you know somehow you did what so many people want to do which i think is why people come to me they come to me saying i tried to run once before i hated it like how do i learn to like running especially people, people who know me like how did you get to love running and i think the answer for you is that you found a plan that is doable manageable and you don't have to think about it. Yeah, listen here, people. I was sitting on my desk, very out of shape, bad knees, bad shoulders, horrible back, bad blood pressure. I went from zero to 26.2. Don't make excuses. Come join us. You you have literally you quit more than you 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 run. You quit four days a week. You can run three, uh, and or or just pick a goal and go do it. You don't have to join us. Just pick a goal and go do it, and quit making excuses. Stop with the excuses. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a, a tirade. I know. Here. I see that. But I feel like this has been building with, up. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> stop with the excuses, people, and go do it. Just go do it. That's it. And it's and I think I think to a degree, it's hard for everybody. Yeah, you, you, you know, I there's some of the podcasts that that you've done. You know, we've kind of evolved together. But you know, some of the things that I've said for years and years and years are, you know, these are the the cards that you are dealt. People have it much worse than I do. I'm not going to sit here and say that that my you know ailments are worse than yours or whatever. But it doesn't matter what you have, what you do. Pick a goal and go and go do it. Yeah, and if it can't be running for whatever reason, I, then... I respect so much. Like going through these these groups with these runners, like mm. I gen genuinely respect 
these people because I know they are working hard the from the walkers if they pick a goal and they go do it and they put in the work that is tough that's that's right there that's your you know people say that's my Everest like that's your Everest doing that just over and over and over again mm-hmm. and there are little nuggets and and trophies along the way but you know your nugget the big trophy is we're going to live longer we're going to be healthier we're going to we're going to do this with longevity in mind mm-hmm. and um that's the that's the ticket pick a goal i've never felt like that before honestly until this to, uh, honest to god with all the training i've done and i've run so i've run oh, so much and so many different training plans so many different races and lengths and they always were segmented to me. And I never thought like I could do this for life, but I genuinely feel like on this type of, with this type of structure, no matter how I change my goals, like I will do this for life. Like you said, the longevity and because I know it's extending my life and my health and my happiness. And I feel it's like, it's so manageable. So yeah. I think you're right. Do you feel better since you like got that off your chest? Cause I feel like. Yeah. I mean, well, if people are still listening at this point, you know, I can get a little taste. Of it. <laughs> I've been on some very good behavior. Scoop of Mike Reppa. Been very, very good behavior. Yeah, you did good. Thank you. I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Thanks for sharing your story. And those of you who are in the group with us, you already know. Like Mike is the, he's the man behind all of the technical everything that happens with our with our programs and our groups, and and he manages all of that and takes care of all of that. So he is, he is 100% in it. Puts everybody on a checklist and lets me know who's not showing up for their workouts. And then I take it from there. And he's always like, you want me to talk to them? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you want me to send him a message? Nope, Just nope, put me nope. In. Put me in coach. <laughs> I got it, Mike. <laughs> It's all out of love, though. We love our team. We really do. I do. I, I genuinely enjoy uh, our teammates. Well, I'll say this for those who are still hanging out with us. If you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, please do at Run with Tina Reppa or on Facebook at Tina Reppa Running. On my Facebook page, I do go live every Wednesday on my Facebook page and on my Instagram page. Um, also you want to subscribe to the podcast because we have new podcasts coming at you every week and I'll be doing lots more interviews coming up with some of the runners from our groups who, you know, are working through many different distances and goals. And I'd love for you to hear their story and, you know, to get their tips and advice for what works best for them. Um, I think that, you know, we have, we have a walking program that's kicked off. We've got, you know, some people who are testing out the waters. We will probably have a challenge coming up for our very next running group. And I would say at the end of June, you can start looking for that where we'll do our free one week challenge. And that's where we find our newest team members. Right now, our spring team is in full force. They've made it, they're on week five right now of 10 total to get to their 5K starting at zero. And they'll finish that in the middle of June. And they're doing awesome. We are so proud of them. They are so inspiring, so motivated, so uplifting, so honest. And we just really appreciate them. Um, our next group, our next challenge will be happening at the end of June. And so after that, we'll put together our summer team and that will be it until the fall. So, um, if you are interested, you definitely want to be following along and make sure you get on that list as soon as possible to join that free challenge, but you are, please feel free to message me, DM me. 
on my Instagram page, DM me on my Facebook page, ask me any questions that you have. I love them because it gives me a direction to go in. It lets me know what I can do to help you get started or help you keep going because I know I have a lot of brand new runners here that are listening to this. And if you're hearing this and feeling like 26.2 miles is way out of your league, please don't, please don't. Because nine months ago, it was way out of our league too. And not that it's meant for everybody because it's not, it depends on what season of life you're in and how much time you wanna to dedicate to training, but it is not out of your ability level. It 100% is not out of your ability level. So if you have the desire, if you have the curiosity, if it scares you, but it's something that you're interested in, then I think you should get started and dabble in it and see where it takes you. Because as soon as you get comfortable being uncomfortable and you you show up three times a week consistently, you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. So it is not out of reach, but thanks guys for hanging out with me today. Thank you, Mike, for hanging out with me today. And we'll see you again soon. Bye guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you, or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.